We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bryn Aiken. And on tonight's episode, I will be reviewing Marvel Studios' latest movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, But real quick, before I get into my review, uh, or before I get into the review, I, as always, would like to point out that there will be spoilers in this uh, review. So if you have not seen the movie yet, which is highly likely considering it just came out yesterday, then uh, by all means, or I mean, uh, then please stop the episode, go watch it, and then come back. However, if you don't care about uh, getting spoiled, um, and, and, or if you, you know, just want to hear my thoughts on the movie, uh, regardless, then by all means, please proceed. So, um, so yeah, so Thor Love and Thunder is the fourth, uh, movie in the Thor film series, and it's the second directed by Taika Waititi after he had previously, after he previously directed, uh, Thor Ragnarok in 2017. And everyone loved that, that movie because it was, a you know, it, it was a, it, it was a, not a significant departure from Thor's character, but it, it, it changed his character in, in a few ways. Like, uh, instead of, uh, being kind of the more serious Shakespearean, you know, dramatic Thor, they, they, uh, they didn't turn him necessarily into a comedic relief character, but they did make him a little dumber <laughs> and a little funnier. And, uh, and when I say dumber, I mean, not in a bad way, but I mean, he, he, they dumbed him down just a little bit and made him, uh, a little fun, a little more fun, a little funnier, you know? And, uh, and I think that was for the best because, you know, and a lot of people do because when Ragnarok came out, people were like, oh, this is the best Thor movie yet. And, uh, and obviously everyone has their own opinions. Some people probably prefer the more serious Thor, but a lot of people liked what they did with his character uh, in Ragnarok, and, you know, they loved seeing his journey in, continue, uh, in Infinity War and Endgame, and at the end of Endgame, they set up a lot with, yeah, I mean, you know, because obviously, uh, if you haven't seen Endgame, you know, <laughs> you should watch it, but, but at the end of Endgame, you know, uh, they set up a lot of, you know, they, they wrapped things up pretty well, but while, but they wrapped things up pretty well while simultaneously, uh, setting up uh, where these characters uh, were heading uh, in in the next phase, in phase four. And uh, they set up a lot of interesting ideas for this movie. Or, you know, like, wh- like what uh, where these characters go next. You know, where their journey leads them to next. And uh, basically, uh, and, I, and I thought that was cool. And, they, and they do, we do see, you know... Uh, where where Thor and Valkyrie and Korg, and uh, and even Jane, uh, we see where they uh, what they've been up to since the end of Endgame. Uh, but yeah, so the movie basically uh, follows Thor, at, who finds out that there is this uh, villain, new villain that's emerged called Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, and he. Uh, Gore is basically going around murdering all the gods that he can that he can find because of something that happened in his past 
relating to another god, which I'll get into uh, in, a, in, a, in a little bit. But, uh, but Thor is like, okay, well, we have to, clearly we have to stop this guy. So he assembles a team consisting of Korg, obviously, uh, and Valkyrie, and Jane. Jane ends up uh, coming back after having not been in uh, Ragnarok, because uh, in Ragnarok, they uh, Thor tells Loki, it was like, oh, yeah, we, we had a breakup. It was mutual. You know, it was fine. Because, uh, you know, Jane uh, Foster, played by Natalie Portman, you know, she was such a big character in the first two Thor movies. Uh, and then, you know, apart from, from, you know, what they kind of changed up with Thor in Ragnarok, they also dropped Jane. Like, she wasn't, I mean, you know, she was mentioned, uh, but, you know, she wasn't in that movie at all. Besides, you know, uh, you know, making a, she didn't make a cameo or anything. So, it was, uh, it was interesting, it was neat. Uh, I appreciated, I really liked seeing uh, her return. And I really like what they did with her character, because... Um, oh yeah, and that's the plot. Yeah, it's it's the four of them having to stop Gore from eradicating all of the gods in in the universe, um, and that's the basic plot. But yeah, so but I like what they did with her character because the, they uh, Jane is is dying from cancer. Uh, you know, she has stage four cancer, the worst of all of of all the cancers. Uh, or the the worst possible cancer you could have, you know, the worst stage. And um, she ends up uh, getting uh, called by Thor's hammer Mjolnir, uh, which, you know, even though it was destroyed in Ragnarok, Thor's sister Hela, you know, smashed it to pieces, uh, they have it on display in New Asgard, um, where Valkyrie is, you know, ruling as a king. And, uh, you know, from, from the end of Endgame. And... Um, you know, she, uh, she hears Mjolnir calling out to her and, uh, she ends up, you know, it, it kind of revives her strength in a way. And it, it gives her, you know, uh, it restores her good health and, and obviously gives her the powers of Thor, you know? Uh, and I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting development for her character. I thought that was kind of neat. And, um, and what I really liked too about, I liked her her suit and her hair because it was kind of resembling Thor because her hair instead of like the dark brown because she's a, a brunette instead of the dark brown that her hair uh, was previously uh, when she upgrades to you know the mighty Thor uh, her hair resemble her the color of her hair resembles Thor's uh, it's it's like kind of dark brown or a little lighter brown at the top and then kind of dirty blonde at the bottom like as as the hair you know, as you, as the hair travels down, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like similar armor and everything, you know, and, um, and not to mention she's ripped. She looks gorgeous, uh, <laughs> when she's the mighty Thor. Uh, I mean, but yeah, not only is she a cool badass, you know, uh, I mean, not, and not that like they write her as, oh, she's the strong independent woman who can suddenly fight, you know, just as good as Thor and she doesn't need no man, you know, they don't write her, you know, as the typical strong woman. I mean, but I mean, you know, cause she, she does kind of fumble in battle every now and then, but, but we do see her learn and grow, um, as a, as a superhero in the movie and as a person. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, but not only does, not only is it, it was it nice to see Jane return and not, not only was it cool that she, her, you know, uh, costume or uniform, well, not uniform, 
her co- yeah, I'll just say costume. Yeah, her costume resembled her armor resembled Thor's. Uh, I also thought it was cool that when Mjolnir, because Mjolnir reassembles, obviously. But what I think is cool is that when she uses it, because it's still like in chunks, she can like throw the chunks and like and and hit whatever target you know hit any target she wants. You know, like she can like like whip whip the hammer and and the chunks can go, just go flying. You see that in the movie a, a, a good amount of times. And uh, and then just come right back and just, like, reassemble itself. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's cool. Um, I thought that I thought that was really neat. But, um, but yeah, it's... And, and, uh, and I like what they did with Thor. Uh, you know, he's still the same, you know, lovable goofball that he was in the... <laughs> in the previous movies. But, uh, but what I think's, what I think's neat is that they, uh, he ends up, you know, when he meets back up with Jane, uh, in the movie, he's obviously, you know, stunned. He's obviously surprised by the fact that, Oh, you're na- you now have superpowers. You're now a God like me. How'd this happen? And, you know, and, and it was neat to see them, uh, back together, like, you know, both interacting with each other again. And, and, and it was, and I really liked, uh, I, I loved, uh, you know, cause the, I, I thought that in the first two, I thought that, you know, Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman had, uh, some great chemistry between the two of them. Uh, and I actually liked them as a couple in the, in the first two movies. So, uh, it was really nice seeing the two of them rekindle their, not just their friendship, but their romance as well, uh, in the, in this movie. And I also like that we get to see in flashbacks, uh, accompanied with uh, narration, uh, via Korg, uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, we get to see their relationship, um, falter. Like we, we get to see from, you know, uh, when they first started dating to, uh, right before they broke up or, or right when they broke up. And, uh, and I thought, Oh, okay. That's kind of neat to see because we didn't, uh, because, you know, in Ragnarok, it was just mentioned once, you know, Thor mentioned it to Loki that, oh, yeah, me and Jane broke up. So I thought it was cool that we actually got to see a more domestic, uh, like a little bit of a domesticated lifestyle, a little montage of them just, you know, playing house, you know, rollerblading, going out to dinner. And then obviously, you know, kind of it was nice to see the the their relationship uh, in its heyday. And then it was kind of sad to see, to see the fall of their relationship, but it, it was, I, I much, I very much appreciated that we got to see that. Um, but yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so, so I just, I really liked, you know, Thor. I mean, Chris Hemsworth's always great as Thor, uh, even in the first two movies, you know, and, and the Avengers movies, but especially ever since Taika Waititi, you know, ever since Ragnarok came out, Every, now everyone loves Thor. They can't get enough of him. And uh, but yeah, and Valkyrie, Tessa, who's played by Tessa Thompson, who was also you know first introduced in Ragnarok. Uh, she does another. She does a great job as well. Um, and it was cool seeing her as the as a king of uh, New Asgard. And I also love the fact that because uh, <laughs> New Asgard, which we saw in Endgame, is um is actually just in uh. Uh, Norway. It's a little village, uh, Tonsberg, Norway, but they just ended up, the Asgardian population just, you know, ended up, um, retreating or not retreating, but they ended up, uh, moving there. And, uh, and I love that new Asgard has essentially become like a tourist destination, like a, 
Because, <laughs> like, when we first uh, arrived at New Asgard, we just see, like, one of the first images we see, it pans over the whole, you know, little village, the little city, and we see a bunch of, of uh, cruise ships, like, just outside, just right on the edge of the, the city and in the water, floating in the water. And I thought that was really funny that it's kind of like that like they're a tourist town like they get their money from from tourists coming to see the gods and all that uh i thought that was really clever that the what they did with that um and also uh what's cool too uh or what, what i've liked too uh kind of another reference to uh ragnarok uh matt damon and i forgot the other guy's name i think he's i think he's one of chris hemsworth's brothers maybe liam hemsworth but uh, but uh, Matt Damon and Liam Hemsworth came back as uh, to to play. They they put on we we see uh, a little scene uh, where they're putting on a play and they're playing. Matt Damon's playing Loki and Liam Hemsworth is playing Thor. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. That's funny because that was like a callback to Ragnarok. Because in Ragnarok, when Thor comes back to Asgard after having been gone for you know two three years, uh, the as the Asgardians are watching a play with Matt Damon and, and Liam playing, uh, you know, Loki and Thor and reenacting a scene from, uh, the dark world. So I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. And it's like, and it's like, they're reenacting a scene in this movie from the previous movie, Ragnarok. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's, I like that. <laughs> and also, uh, Melissa McCarthy playing, uh, in the play, uh, playing, uh, Hella was hilarious. I thought, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And, uh oh and Christian Bale does a fantastic job as Gore. Uh I part of me kind of wishes we got a little bit more screen time with him. But then the other part of me is like, you know what? For the the amount of screen time he had, he nailed it. He did a great job. I mean, you know, they they clearly establish his motivation uh for why he wants to murder the gods. You know, they they set up his backstory. It's very tragic. Uh and you know, you kind of sympathize with him in a way, but at the same time, you know, he does something kind of drastic and, and somewhat heinous. I mean, you know, or in, in theory, I mean, he, he doesn't get too, too extreme of a level, but you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, you're going a little too far. Um, but, uh, but you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about when you see the movie. Uh, but yeah, he has a really good motivation and, um, you know, and and he and Christian Bale just uh, does a fantastic job at, at playing this character, and uh, and his design's cool too. Like, I mean, you know, behind all the makeup and everything, he looks really cool, and and he does. He's not, yeah. And there's not like a he doesn't have a whole bunch of prosthetics on his face. There's no really CGI to uh, to his character. It's just Christian Bale, and uh, you know, he's like all white. He's got these glowing orange eyes. And he's got these sharp teeth, and his mouth's all black, and and he looks, and he and he genuinely genuinely looks creepy. Uh, and there are some scenes, especially towards the beginning of the movie, uh, when he's attacking New Asgard, uh, and and he's about to, you know, he's coming for Thor, uh, because it's at night. Uh, there, you know, they, they kind of show him off in a very terrifying way because he's just he's like this almost he's like this all white figure in darkness. And he, and you know, the orange eyes and the teeth, you know, he just looks so menacing and, uh, and they kind of not really, uh, play it up for horror, but I mean, you know, he, he does 
have a menacing, creepy-looking appearance. And uh, and not to mention that his weapon, the Necro Sword, is pretty badass because he can like summon shadow demons and shadow monsters from the shadow realm uh, with it. And um, and I and 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 visually, and they all looked really cool too. The the shadow monsters. Um, but yeah, and the action scenes are all really good. Uh, especially the the fight uh, between Thor, Valkyrie, Jane, and Gore. Uh, or, you know, the three of them versus Gore on like his home planet or the shadow realm, you know, uh, I thought that was really well done. Thor's final scene, uh, final scene, his final fight with Gore thought that was really good. Uh, the fight scene, uh, on, uh, um, how do you pronounce the name? Uh, I'm, let's see, I'm probably going to butcher this. Omnipus, it's like omnipotent, but it's, it has city in it. Omnipotent. Crap. How do you pronounce it? Omnipotence. Uh, sorry. Omnipotence City. My bad. I thought it was all one word. Yeah, but the uh, the fight in Omnipotence City, which is, uh, which is a really cool location, too. It's a new location we've never seen before, but it's, uh, it's where all the gods go to, like, chill out and sometimes have a meeting. Sometimes have meetings, but, you know, they all kind of just hang out. And, but it's, it is kind of like a council of gods, you know, but it's, uh, it's a very cool place. Uh, there are a lot of you know, visually it's, uh, it looks, you know, really gorgeous. Um, and, uh, and there are a lot of, uh, interesting looking characters, you know, all the gods, uh, within the council, you know, within, within Omnipotent City look cool. And, uh, and Russell Crowe plays Zeus, the, the head of the city, you know, and he's the kind of the head of this council. And, um, and he does a pretty good job. And what I liked too, uh, is, you know, because Zeus is a Greek, is a character, uh, he's a god from Greek mythology. So I thought it was, I, I really liked the fact that he played Zeus with a Greek accent because uh, most of the time, whenever you see Greek gods, you know, in, in movies or shows, you know, every time someone's portraying a Greek god in a movie or show, they always play them with like a British accent, never a Greek accent, or at least none that I can think of, you know, none off the top of my head. So I I appreciated the fact that Russell Crowe played him with played Zeus with a Greek accent. I'm like, oh, that's cool, and uh, and and he and and I like his character. He's kind of a, he's kind of a jerk, <laughs> but uh, but he has some funny lines, uh, funny interactions with Thor, and um, and 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 what they do with him, especially in the mid credit scene. I'm like, oh, this is really cool, but uh, I won't spoil the mid credit scenes, or at least you know I'll like specifically just like how I won't go into ba- uh Gore's backstory I'll I'll leave a little bit uh something for you guys who are listening to this review who I've already spoiled some of it for I'll leave I'll leave a little bit of uh mystery for the movie for you um but yeah I'm trying to think of what else uh Korg was great as always good comic relief sidekick um not much development with him but I mean you know it, it who who doesn't love Korg? You know, Taika Waititi, you know, again, plays another... He plays the part well, you know, the lovable, like I said, c- comedy relief sidekick. Um, but he do, I, he he never, again, he uh, just like with Ragnarok, he never felt overbearing or uh, annoying. You know, because, you know, the whole point of comic relief characters is kind of to provide relief from some of the more serious moments. And not to say that there's a lot of serious moments in this movie, in fact, it's probably a little less serious than its predecessor, Ragnarok, but, 
but there, but there are some serious moments, but, but, you know, uh, he does, I mean, you know, he, he plays the role well and, um, and, and, and I do again, like the fact that he motion captures Korg. It's not just, you know, all CGI. I mean, it is CGI, but I love that he does the actual movements for the character. Um, I like that. Um, let's see. I talked about Valkyrie, um, Zeus. Yeah. I talked about all the characters. Uh, oh, so yeah. So for any of you who have seen the trailer, uh, or the trailers and the, and the promo, uh, promos and TV spots for the movie and are wondering, uh, you know, or they're, or thinking, Oh, the guardians of the galaxy are going to be in this, or going to be, you know, teaming up with Thor. He's, they're going to be in the, the whole movie. Uh, they're not, uh, <laughs> they're, they're only in like the first 10 or so minutes and then they just peace out. Uh, which I didn't, you know, at first I was like, oh man, cause you know, I, I would have loved to have seen them in the whole movie, especially with how at the end of Endgame, Thor leaves with them. Uh, he, you know, he goes off world, he leaves earth and, and, um, uh, to, you know, just have adventures with them. In fact, he even dubs them as he call it, he says, you know, oh, the Asgardians of the galaxy back together again, you know, <laughs> like they were always a unit like they, cause they just met in infinity war and he's, t- and you know, he talks, he's talking like the, as if he, they've known each other their whole lives, you know, but, um, but you know, so I was, you know, that was one of the elements I was most looking forward to, uh, in love and thunder, you know, it was like, oh, cool. Maybe we'll get to see, maybe they will be in the whole movie, you know? Uh, and even though they're only in the first 10 minutes, it makes sense because I feel like it would have been hard to juggle all, you know, all six of the guardians, uh, plus, wait, was it six? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. All six of the guardians plus Thor plus Valkyrie and Korg, and then reintroducing Jane and having Gore, like it would have felt a little overstuffed, you know? So I'm, I'm in a way, I'm kind of glad that, you know, that they were in the movie, but they weren't you know, in the whole movie. Uh, but I do like what they did with them. I mean, you know, they, they have a cool, in the beginning, there's a cool action sequence where, you know, they're getting their asses handed to them. And, uh, Star-Lord's like, Hey, uh, Thor, we kind of need your help. Like he's just meditating underneath a tree and, and he's like, yeah, uh, Hey buddy, can we kind of need your help? We're all going to die. <laughs> and, uh, and he comes in there and, and just, you know, destroys everyone. I mean, not destroys everyone, but I mean, kicks, you know, the bad guy's asses, uh, asses. And, um, and, and that, and that was cool. Uh, it was a cool sequence, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, all six of them, you know, they each have their, they each have a little moment or a couple lines, you know, and then, you know, they, they peace out. And I was like, you know what, that was just enough for me to, 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 to hold me over until, or to satisfy me until Guardians 3 comes out next year. Um, although, I say that, but I, ju- I just now remembered, I-, I forgot for a second, but the Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Christmas special or holiday special is coming out in December. So technically we will see the Guardians again this year, which I'm real. I'm looking forward to th- the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but I'm also looking forward to that Christmas special. Uh, I feel like that'll be pretty good. And I'm, and it's, and it takes place after Love and Thunder, but before Guardians 3. So I'm wondering what they'll do. I wonder if they'll find Gamora in this special. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, but, uh, what they did with them, you know, was just enough. It was good. And you know, they, they all had their moments and then they left 
and I was cool with that, you know. Uh, and it was nice to see them again after, you know, a couple years. Um, so yeah, um, trying to think what else, uh, visually, even though there is a lot of CGI in the movie, uh, it looks, it looks good. Um, you know, it, it, it always looks, you know, very well polished. Yeah. Visually the movie is, is gorgeous looking, uh, especially like I said, when, whenever we go to the shadow realm or omnipotent city, uh, new Asgard is mostly just, uh, like a real town. I mean, it's, it's Ton, I think it is Tonsberg, Norway, or it's, it's, I believe it's Tonsberg, Norway, but yeah, it's, it's a real town in real life. Um, but you know, there's a little bit of CGI in some of the buildings and, you know, and, and some of the ships and all that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, the set design and the, you know, the CGI for the shadow realm and omnipotent city, you know, visually it, it looks great. Uh, the action sequences are great. Um, the acting's great from everyone. Everyone delivers a great performance. Uh, especially, uh, Natalie Portman as Jane, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, and Christian Bale as Gore. Um, not to say everyone else doesn't do a good job, but th- those three are some, are like the highlights of the movie, I feel like. But, um, uh, but they, but the, yeah, they all do a, a great job. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it. I was trying to think of what else. Oh yeah. So the, I, I love how the movie ends too. Um, everyone's story has a pretty satisfying ending. Uh, well at the same time, you know, it's like, well, if they make a fifth one, I could see them, I could, I could see them doing another one. Uh, which I mean, well, it's not like we'll never see these characters again because they're in the MCU. You know, they'll cross over in some other movie at some point. You know, or some show down the line. Uh, they're not just bound to the Thor movies. But I mean, uh, you know, uh, but if we get another Thor movie, it'll be cool to, you know, I like to, I'd like to see these characters again uh, for another adventure. Um, I don't know if they'll top this one, uh, but as long as it's as good as this one or Ragnarok. I'll be fine because, uh, I think I actually like this one a little better than Ragnarok. Uh, and you know, I had heard from some people there, a lot of people were like, Oh, this is, this is terrible. Then there were a lot of people that were like, Oh, it was good, but I liked Ragnarok better. And it, they're like neck and neck for me, uh, or to me, uh, like Ragnarok's an eight out of 10 for me. I think love and thunder is an eight, uh, an 8.5 out of 10 if I had to give it a rating, um, which I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I actually do enjoy it a little better. And while it may not be, uh, there are some serious moments and while it may not be as serious in certain parts, uh, as like Ragnarok was, I do, I do think they still were able to balance what serious moments there were with the comedy pretty well. Um, even though I think it is a little bit more comedic and a little goofier, than Ragnarok, I didn't mind it. I mean, you know, I, like I said, what serious moments there were, I thought worked really well. And most, most of them came from, you know, gore, but you know, like the serious, you know, like kind of romantic tension or or any of the serious moments, you know, like between Thor and Jane, I thought was, I thought they were well acted out. And, um, and yeah, I, 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 I'm like, Oh, I like this. And, um, yeah, so it was good. Uh, but yeah, everyone had a pretty satisfying ending, 
or everyone's story ended on a pretty satisfying ending in the by the end of the movie. And uh I guess that's it. Yeah, acting characters were great. Uh I like that they kept the eighties aesthetic that they established in Ragnarok or that Taika Waititi established in Ragnarok. Uh, you know, for everything from like the bright, you know, neon colors, you know, of the Bifrost and and all that to uh to like Zeus's lightning bolt where it's like it, it's like a CGI just a giant uh you know cartoon looking lightning bolt but it uh not like 2D animated but it's it's like it's still CGI or like maybe not CGI maybe it's part CGI and part like actually real but but you know it does kind of look like a kind of like an 80s effect you know it's like or it's you know like it is this kind of just huge cartoonish looking lightning bolt, but it, it, you know, it looks cool and, uh, everything, but yeah, from the soundtrack being a lot of Guns N' Roses songs, uh, to the bright neon colors and e- even the right down to the, the title card or like in the, in the title or the title card, you know, uh, the logo for the movie that, of uh, the name of the movie looks like kind of how Ragnarok did. It looks very, you know, uh, eighties style, you know, the bright, bright blue and bright red and uh and i and i appreciated that they kept up with that aesthetic and um and yeah i thought thor had a good ending this movie um i won't again i won't say what it is i won't say what how jane and valkyrie's stories wrapped up at the end of this movie but uh some of it's a little sad but i think it's kind of bittersweet i feel like that their stories also ended on a good note um you know uh, but again i won't say what it is uh and also uh, the mid and post credit scenes are really good too. Uh, I think they're probably even a little better than Dr. Strange 2's post credit scenes. Um, and I won't say who he plays, but, uh, in the mid, in the first, um, in the mid credit scene, the first one, uh, the actor who plays, uh, Roy Kent from Ted Lasso shows up for like five seconds and he plays a character that they introduce in in that scene. I'm like, is that Roy Kent? <laughs> and like, I, like it took me a split second, but I immediately recognized him. I'm like, oh hey, that's. And it was funny because me and my dad just got because I had introduced him to Ted Lasso, and we just got done with season. We finished the season two finale earlier today, so I was like, oh hey, that is Roy. <laughs> that's cool. But uh, and then the the final post credit scene we get a, a returning character. Uh, I won't say who, uh, and they're, the, the character's not exactly like, I don't know if they're coming back, you know, I, I don't think they will considering where they are in the movie, but you know, even if it's just a, a quick cameo, uh, it, it was, it was, I, I liked seeing that character again. I'm like, Oh, cool. You know, especially how they, they, their character, how the character went away. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah. The acting, the characters, the eighties aesthetic, the soundtrack, you know, the, the balancing of the comedy and the serious moments, even though there, it was probably a little bit, a little bit more comedic than Ragnarok still feel like they did it pretty well. And, uh, yeah, um, I did like it better than Ragnarok. Give it an eight and a half out of 10. And, um, can't wait to watch it again. I may actually go back and watch it in the theaters instead of waiting for Disney Plus like I did with Doctor Strange 2. Um, 
not that I didn't want to go see Doctor Strange 2 again in theaters, but, you know, I was like, well, I'll just wait and watch it again with Dad, you know, because I was like, oh, I'll just watch it with him again. I can wait. But I actually do, and I think I liked this a little better than Doctor Strange 2, uh, but that's just me. Uh, and and that's and and that's saying something considering I really did love Doctor Strange too, or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, uh, but yeah. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, go see it. Um, if you love Thor, and uh, if you loved uh, Thor Ragnarok, I feel like you're gonna love Love and Thunder. It's uh more of I feel like I'm saying love a lot. <laughs> it's more of what you love of Thor. Uh, again, if you like the change in his character that they kind of did in Ragnarok. But if you do, it's more of what you love from Ragnarok, Infinity War and Endgame. And, um, and yeah, it's just a fun, it's a funny movie. It's good time. Got great action. And I think you'll really enjoy it. So, um, but yeah, uh, I guess that does it for tonight's episode. Uh, so with that being said, uh, oh yeah. Uh, next week, uh, I will be reviewing, I'll have two more episodes, and that will be it for the season, for season four. Uh, I'll be reviewing Miss um, Marvel, the Marvel's latest uh, Disney Plus series. And I'll also, I may review the Simpsons movie. I may do a little something short, maybe like, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes. But uh, in honor of its like 15th anniversary coming up, and considering I've been watching the Simpsons, lately, uh, and I just, you know, got done watching the movie a couple days ago, or re-watching it, uh, I may, I may do, like, an anniversary review, so I may review the Simpsons movie, and that'll be, that may be the season finale, but I know that the first episode that comes out next week, uh, next Friday, will be of Miss Marvel, and then the second one may be the Simpsons movie review, so, and then that'll, that'll wrap up season four, so, uh, but yeah, with that being said, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode, uh, hope you have a great weekend and I will see you guys, uh, next Friday. Take care.